2: Some of the best high school basketball in the state is played right here in southeast Wisconsin. It's time to hear from some of the best high school basketball coaches in the area. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show. Presented by your local pick and save stores. Now with former Marquette High and Concordia University coach David Cooks. Here's 105.7 FM, the fans, high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern.
3: Welcome to the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show, presented by your local pick and save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, the fan. I love talking wrestling with the McGuanagall boys and right into basketball with the Elkhorn boys. I'll tell you what, they're having a heck of a year. Um, uh, Josh, it's good to see you again. I met you out at Kettle Moraine, and uh, we had a chance to talk, and I Mm -hmm. I gave you a call and said, hey, do you have any interest? You go, yeah, absolutely. So far, so good this year.
1: Yeah, we're off to uh, really rolling right now, Uh, early in the season, the first couple weeks. I know uh, when I talked to you at their scrimmage, you asked us about, are we ready to have a mark on us? And I said, well, we'll find out, and uh, early in the year, I think there was a couple games where I'm not saying we weren't ready, but I think a couple times we got punched in the mouth a little bit, and um, we kind of slowly but surely some new guys started to figure it out, and by now we're really rolling. We're playing good basketball.
3: Well, and, and we had that conversation, and look, I 36 years of coaching basketball, a couple of things I understand is that transition of being the hunter to the hunted is, is some kids really relish in that. And other kids don't. Some communities, some schools Mm -hmm. relish it. Some schools and communities don't. And um, you made a comment to me that that other guys have made, and so I always keep an eye on You said, look, I don't know how good we're going to be in the beginning, but I'm going to tell you down the stretch, we got a chance to be pretty good again. Um, Before we talk about this year's team, Coach, I, we have to talk about last year's team. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just, 2 We're also joined by two <laughs> players that were part of that team, Nick Brown. Nick, it's nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you, too. Yeah, Devin Davey, how are you? Good. How's it going? Yeah, good. It's really good. Thanks for asking. <laughs> You're the first one to ask me so far. Wife and kids are doing great. Thank you. Um, <laughs> last year was, I, I was at Martin Luther, right? So we got up to State, so we got a chance to watch you. I saw you at Pius when you played St. Catharines, and it was a heck of a game. Mm-hmm. And I went, ooh, hold on. Elkhorn's, like, they're good. Like, Nick Brown's kind of bouncy. He's he's pretty good. And those twins, man, are you kidding me? Like, I bet they battle in their parking lot like you can't believe. But, boy, they find each other. And you know what? It was really – St. Catharines was good. I know this because we played them three times. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys got them over there. And then I thought, okay, well, I looked at kind of regional sectional and thought, well, they've had a good year. And then all of a sudden, boom. Boom, boom. That run was magical.
1: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm not a person that don't pay attention to the quote-unquote rankings um, and and a lot of stuff like that, but I I feel like we flew under the radar last year, but we knew we were a really, really good basketball team, Um, and it wasn't just that everybody says we caught fire at the end. Well, we were pretty good most of the season, Um, and that St. Cat's win was definitely kind of a highlight in terms of big wins, but um, we just – Kind of kept building and stayed under the radar and kept uh, getting better every day and every game and yeah then that postseason run we knew we had a quite a quite a tough group of teams Man. to get through between East Troy uh, who was really good and well even Burlington in the first round Burlington had a program in our conference that's. Um, really good every year. They, you played them back-to-back. Back. We played them back-to-back. That's back really and, hard, man. And they uh, they battled us and gave us a really good game in the first round, and they, they were young and inexperienced, um, but they fought us and gave us everything we could handle, and then we went to East Troy on a Saturday night in a game where people were getting turned away from the gym and um, played really well and were able to beat them, and that's a program that's been to state multiple times um, within the last five to ten years. Uh, And then took on uh, our uh, rival Westosha at Burlington again. It was kind of interesting. Uh, We played them in sectionals the year before at Burlington. We were up 25-12 to at halftime um, a couple years ago, and we ended up losing. We just uh, had a bad string of events in the second half and lost a game we felt we should have won. So it was kind of exciting to return to the scene of the crime and play them again in Burlington. And we are able to get a last-second shot to beat them, and then uh, Mount Horeb, we played them at Janesville Craig. And, you know, as you know, Mike, in a sectional final, it's kind of anybody can win. It's whoever settles in and plays. And luckily, we were able to once again get a last-second shot. I saw that one
3: this morning. I
1: watched that layup that kid hit.
3: And <laughs> I, you know what? I'll tell you a couple of my thoughts uh, during the break because I don't want to, I don't want to upset anybody who – didn't slide over number ten from on horn, I don't want to make anybody <laughs> mad. But I got to tell you, if I'm as a coach, I'm like, "Are you kidding me? You're gonna jab step at that? You're not gonna to commit to try to take a charger at least." And so it was interesting. But what I loved was the atmosphere. And it, look, I love that stuff, and and that's the reason I do this, and the reason I coach so long. But the 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 the, the silence. From the Mount crowd mm-hmm. and how crazy the Elkhorn crowd went um, was incredible. And then I watched you guys up at state. Nick, that was uh, what a special moment for you guys in, in that community. Nicolet was a lot to handle. You know, yeah. they they were awfully good. And uh, there's some stuff going on at Nicolet. I don't know if you heard, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you guys did because yeah, Division Two is a whole lot different at, at this point. Nick, did you know going into last year that you guys had a chance to do something special?
4: Honestly, uh, going into the year, uh, it started off a little like shaky at times. And once we started like playing really good and uh, got it rolling, I think the St. Cats game for me was kind of the turning point.
3: January fifth, it was fifty one forty nine because I have the schedule and I sat at that game and and again I know uh, because they're in they're in the, the conference I coached in for a long time, St. Catharines is a really well oiled machine. I mean, they don't yeah. back down from anybody. And you guys didn't back down. Right. There was no back. and I thought, man, okay, the Elkhorn's a little better than I thought. Yeah. And you guys ran good stuff. But but that from that game on, I think you only had one loss until until that Nicolet game. Right. Maybe two. Hold on here. Now just one was Social Central, and you you uh you then beat them. You finally got a win at their gym or what?
1: Yeah, a couple of weeks ago we went Jeez. down there and first time since I've been the varsity coach we've won down there, so it was a a good feeling. Yeah, that is
3: a good feeling, Devin. Do you, do you um you were part of all this last year? The the yep. feeling that you had. To get to State, there's nothing better than that, is there?
5: No, oh, yeah. It was a, just a great experience for everyone all around. You know, we finally were clicking together um, as a team coming down the stretch. Um, and then we really relied on our defense to
3: get us there. Isn't it amazing how the whole community comes out? All of a sudden, it, 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 there. you can't go to the grocery store without saying, <laughs> right? Hey, I, I, was, I saw you at that game and blah, 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 right? There's people yeah. that, that have no no natural tie other than living in the community That all of a sudden starts showing up at all the games because I and I'll tell you the story. There was I went to to a a girls' game. I wanted to see Beaver Dam play, right? Mm -hmm. Beaver Dam girls' team last year. I wanted to see them play, and they were playing Arrowhead. And I went to see them. That game was at Pius as well, right before ours. That yeah, uh, yeah. yes, because we were (laughs) saw that one too. (laughs) They were unbelievable. And 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 prayers are going out to Coach Chase. He is uh, struggling with some health issues right now but I was sitting next to an older couple that were all geared up in Beaver Dam gear. And I, you know, I talked to everybody. I said, who are you guys here to see? Oh, we're here to see the team. I said, do you have a daughter, granddaughter? No. Uh. -uh." I said, you're just, you drove down from Beaver Dam. Yep. (laughs) Two years ago, we just thought, well, we keep hearing about this team. So we went over and we never miss a game. Now this is, this is our date night. (laughs) Like this is what we do. And I thought, man, same thing in Elkhorn. I'm sure last year, people just fell in love with the team coach.
1: Yeah, we, we're lucky. We're in a great community. Um, we have They're very supportive of basketball um, and, and all sports in general, but we're in a great community that gives us a ton of support. We've tried to really, um, as a program, uh, turn around and serve our community um, in different ways besides just playing basketball. I know one of the things these guys had to do this morning to get to come over here was they had to find substitute coaches for their second and third grade basketball teams that they uh, they coach. I'm not sure who, who has the better team this year, guys. Oh, it's me. Oh, I don't think so. Sure. Which
3: one? Hold on. Which team's better coached? Oh, yeah. There you go. Uh, you're not,
6: you're not so. quite,
3: have you played against each other, your teams? Yeah, we did last week. We and who won? We didn't keep score, but oh no! You come but... on, You always keep score. Are you kidding me? <laughs> 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 who do you think won? Honestly, I don't know. It was close. It was, it was yeah, close. It was,
5: it was a good close. game. I think I might have got the better
4: of him. There, yeah. there you go. Six to four.
3: Six to four. <laughs> you know what? It was that. It wasn't a last-second layup. I'm, I'm sure. Hey, Josh, you you uh you, you played at Parkside. In fact, we're gonna have Luke Regal yeah. on next segment. Uh, they got a game in uh, up in Michigan and he said, Look, I'd love to come on, but our game's at one o'clock, which is noon your time. How's ten fifteen? I said, Perfect. Yeah. And and uh, I know that one of the players here, Nick Brown, is 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 committed to go to Parkside. Mm-hmm. Um you played at Parkside mm-hmm. as well. So you understand playing at that next level. High school wise, you played at Barneville? Broadhead. Broadhead. Yeah. Um, how
1: did you make your way over to Elkhorn? How would that happen then? Um, well, so I went to Parkside and, yeah, obviously played for Coach Regal there and was fortunate enough to, um, when he first got the job, as what I first started playing, uh, the head job. He was the assistant when they were recruiting me. It's kind of a funny story. We we met each other. I was walking into the bathroom at the UW Advanced Basketball Camp. He was walking out, and he introduced himself. So it was kind of an awkward first sure, meeting. Sure, Um, Played there. Uh, My senior year was the first time that uh, the program made the NCAA tournament. And um, that's something I'm still very, very proud of that we and some of my uh, teammates helped with Coach Regal to get that program to a much better place. And then um, I just was lucky enough to get hired in Elkhorn. Um, I was hired to teach social studies and be the JV basketball coach under John Handel, who was uh, the coach for 17 years he did there. did a great and job there. Yeah, he, uh, he, he was a great coach. I consider him a very good friend, a uh, good supporter of the program as well. And um, I learned a lot from him, uh, coached with him for seven years. And we were on the, my second year there, we were uh, on the brink of getting to state uh, in division one actually. And he had several really close calls and very easily could have been there multiple times as well. Um, so yeah that's kind of how I got there and um do you, do you still wake up in the middle of the night with that double overtime loss to Beloit Memorial uh so that's gone on right? I, I think luckily you exercise we exercised games. the demons at Janesville Craig because that was you know once again talk about returning to the scene of the crime a little bit um but yeah that was a that was an unbelievable game that I can't believe that was 11 12 years ago now but um, yeah I, you know
3: what I remember I don't remember a lot of you know great wins. I remember losing to Oosburg when I was coaching at Dominican in overtime mm-hmm. uh, in a sectional semifinal, and we were ranked number one in the state in any division. We're <laughs> up six in overtime, and he put his last five guys off the bench to the scores table, I said, buzz them in. Buzz them in. They didn't buzz them in. We missed a free throw. They hit a three, took a timeout, and beat us. I didn't drive to Sheboygan for a year because there's a sign that said, to Oosburg, I've never watched the game. Uh, the most painful, and that's
1: that. Reading that Beloit Memorial one, that same thing. Oh, it was a it was a heartbreaker, and especially at the end of uh, the first overtime, there there was a tip in right at the buzzer, and he waved it off. Oh, we would have won, but he waved, and it's it was one of those where you watched it on film, and it, it it was a coin flip, Man. whether they counted it or not. So. He
3: is uh, Josh Scatrud. He is the head basketball coach at Elkhorn. Also joined for the entire two hours. We're going to talk to these guys a lot. He is Nick Brown. And, Devin, David, Devin, you're going to play baseball where? No, I'm actually playing track. I'm going to, to track. To track at him, Columbia yep. or something? At Columbia, yeah,
1: in New York. He's much smarter than we are. So. <laughs> Jeez.
3: And and you know what? And the boy next to him is a pretty good student too, right? Yep, they both Big Rob, are. Big what's Brown, your, what's your grade point? Uh, 3.5. What's yours? Uh, 3.9. My goodness. <laughs> So at eleven fifteen, we're going to introduce you to our co-pick and save student athletes of the week. Yeah, you know, that's an easy one right there. At eleven fifteen, Luke Rugal, Luke Regal, UW Parkside is going to join us. 1030, Mark Miller, Wisports.net. 1055, we're going to talk to a couple of minutes. Um, we're going to talk for a couple of minutes to Michael Brown Johnson from Positive Vibes Elite. They're doing a fundraiser today. And again, eleven fifteen, pick and save student athletes of the week. At the end of the show, I'm going to ask Nick Brown. And I'm going to ask Devin Davey their favorite memory being part of the Elkhorn basketball program. And they're going to have some time to think about that uh, before we get that answer. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. In studio, we're talking Elkhorn Basketball. We've got a couple of players and their head coach, uh, Josh Sketrud, along with Devin Davey and Nick Brown. We're now joined by the coach at UW Parkside. This is where Josh went, so we're going to find out what kind of player he was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Luke, Luke Regal, who hits a golf ball a mile because he played in our golf outing this year. Hey, Coach, how you doing today? I'm doing all
7: right. I don't know if I hit it a mile straight, but I hit it.
3: Yeah, you do hit it, and I we had to help you find it a few times, but that's okay. Hey, um, Coach, uh, first and foremost, you know, safe travels for you guys coming uh, coming back. I think you come back tonight. How's the team doing? And uh, talk a little bit about this uh, this year's team.
7: Well, right now we've hit a, a kind of a tough patch. I, I, we're we're an extremely young group. Uh, Most days we start two freshmen, a couple sophomores, and a junior. Uh, And our starting point guard, uh, who was our leading scorer and leading assist man at the time, uh, broke his foot five games into the year. So uh, we've had to throw some young guys into the fire that uh, we were hoping could be solid bench guys, and instead uh, they've probably played a a lot more than we anticipated. So uh, we've had our ups and downs. We played really well at home uh, a couple weeks ago, and, and like most young teams, Uh, We've struggled on the road, but the the thing that's frustrating to me is we've really played well defensively as young a group as we are. Um, The other night we held our opponent to 40% overall and 20% from the three-point line uh, and still got beat because we're struggling offensively. But uh, if you you can build a good defensive team, uh, it's a good place to start.
3: Yeah, it really does. Hey, so we've got uh, these two student-athletes, and and trust me, they're both really strong student-athletes. That are sitting here and and listening, and a number of people listening um, that either are playing basketball or you know doing something in in, in high school athletics. Luke, if somebody uh, comes to you and says, "Hey, coach, what does it take to play at the next level at UW Parkside?" What do you tell them?
7: Well, I think I think the most important thing young players can do is go watch Division Two basketball. Go watch Division Three basketball. And then maybe they can get a better appreciation for just how good you have to be to go up a level. I mean, everybody in Wisconsin is so familiar with all the great Division III programs, and we feel like we've built an outstanding Division II program. But it's not easy to, to get to that next level. I mean, physically, like in, at our level, most of our players could compete at the Division One level by the time they're juniors or seniors. Now, maybe they couldn't when they were coming out of high school, but after a few years getting older, getting in a weight room, you know, having great off-seasons. Uh, most of our players could compete at the Division One level by the time they're juniors or seniors. Uh, and then the other part of it, and, and this is a part that's, I think, getting lost a little bit, is you have to be skilled. I, I mean, no matter if you're a point guard or a center, anywhere in between, you have to be able to handle the ball. You have to be able to, to pass the ball, which is probably the most underrated part of basketball. And then clearly, uh, you know, being able to shoot the three is important. And for us next year, we move back another foot, um, and that's going to impact the game at, at, at the college level of that three-point line moving back again.
3: Hey, and I know that that you cannot talk about individual kids this time of year, but I, I can tell you that the young man that's in studio here that I had a chance to see play ne- last year, and thought, man, this kid's bouncy, he's really athletic, um, and 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 he's he's going to do really well, I think, at at, at Parkside. How good was his coach over there, by the way, when when he played over at Parkside? These guys over here, these players want to know some stories about what he was like in, in college.
7: Well, first of all, the guy that's coming in was definitely more athletic than his coach. Was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the thing was, Josh was a guy that, um, you know, when we we were in our old league and there were, you know, in Division Two was a little bit different when uh, Coach Scatteru came in because... There would be 24, 25-year-old men who had bounced around and maybe transferred a few times that looked like they could play in the NFL uh, that played the power forward and center. And that's the kind of guys that that, uh, Josh had to bang against and be physical against. And, um, you know, he really helped us in that part of the game. It's changed so much. Now we can go five games without seeing many people post up anywhere. Um, and when Coach Skatrud was with us, I mean, every team we saw had a <laughs> 6'8", a 6'10", horse inside that, that he had to compete against. And uh, on the offensive end, you know, he had these little crafty jump hooks to each shoulder and a little turnaround J. I think he probably wished I let him shoot more threes when, uh, when he was a junior or senior, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think uh, big shooting threes is a fairly new development, so... I missed out on that one. <laughs> hey, uh,
3: Nick, does he, does he, when he, when his college coach said he was crafty around the basket, I'm sure he gets out and, and plays a little bit at practice. Is he still crafty around the basket? Oh, yeah, I'd yeah. say so. Yeah. I
4: mean, you know, he'll, he'll go demonstrate some drills. He'll call me and Devin out to come play some defense and he'll, <laughs> he'll toss a shoulder into you.
3: There you go. Well, you better get used to that because that's, that's coming now, but it's really coming yeah. um, next year. Hey, Luke, this, uh, at your level, when you have to play a, a lot of freshmen that you were hoping to be able to just kind of ease in, it's t- It's it's difficult to get wins away from home and at, at, at home, but you guys have done a great job at home. Is it, you know, being together on the road, being in somebody else's facility, it, it's just been a tough, tough um, year for you guys on the road. I think you're 1-8, something like that. I don't know, how How do you turn that around with young kids?
7: <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't know if you can. It's just, it's really difficult to win. Like, you know, not only our freshmen, but some of our redshirt sophomores have never played in these facilities. Like, you know, we had a few road games where we'd walk into the gym and they'd never played there before. On Thursday night, we're playing in a hockey arena with 100 people there. And, uh, you know, I mean, there's no background. And, I mean, we really struggled shooting the ball, but there's just no substitute for experience. You know, I mean, you see teams that win on the road, whether it's the Big Ten or ACC, you know, whatever league, D2, D3, and most of those teams are junior and seniors uh, that have been through the battles, that have played at those places before and and understand what it takes. And um, you're just more comfortable at home. I mean, I see that with all of our players. I mean, you know, the, the entire year of 2019, we didn't lose a home game. Wow. And, uh, you know, even when we were young and inexperienced, we, we had guys that just, you practice there every day, you shoot there every day. Uh, you're in your normal routines for pregame meal and you're taking your naps or whatever you do uh, these days. And I, I think you just see a, a much more confident, comfortable team at home, especially when you're young. And so uh, for us, I think the best thing about this is our young players are getting valuable experience for the next few years when we, you know, we add, I think we're going to add a really good recruiting class in 2020 uh, with the young people we've signed. And and it looks like we're going to sign a couple of more guards through that mix. And, um, you know, we're excited about that group. And then if we can get our point guard back healthy, I think, you know, next year and the year after that could be uh, get us right back to where we're used to
6: being.
3: We are talking to uh, Luke Regal. He's a head coach at UW Parkside. They got a a game today, a one o'clock tip uh, up at uh, Michigan tech um, uh, Coach, uh, Luke, when, when when you had talked with and, and came out and watched this Alcorn team play and had a chance to talk to Josh about, you know, d- different things going on at Parkside, I, you know, he, he is a Parkside guy. He's very proud of being an alumni there. And when he has somebody as talented as, as the kids sitting to his left, it, it – it's got to be good that he, he can talk to this kid about what it was like for him to play at Parkside, what it was like to be on that campus, and, and certainly great memories for you, Josh, for
1: being there, right? Yeah, yeah. and I was actually just talking to Nick um, before we came out and hear a little bit about it, and um, I, you know, I talked about how a lot of the things we do in our program, the idea that it, we're very process oriented just every day. It's about getting better. And we really focus on developing players and just having a, a program, not just teams year after year is something that I really believe is done, you know, with Coach Regal at Parkside. And that's something where, you know, I kind of mentioned beforehand being part of that first tournament team is something that I'm really proud of. And I'm um, really happy to see how that's turned into the run he's had over the last um, six, seven years especially. You know what I'm happiest about?
3: Looking at his roster, he's got a few more Wisconsin mm-hmm. boys than he's had <laughs> in the past. And you know what? I, I like that because you know, Luke, how important it is in, 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 in my world and being on this show that we give our kids from the, from the state of Wisconsin a chance to play at the next level. And I know that you guys as a staff – done a really good job of, of recruiting kids from the Wisconsin area. But I'd I love to see, you know, a kid from Beaver Dam and a kid from Iguanago. Um, you know, a couple of kids, I think three or four kids from the state of Wisconsin playing at the Division two level at Parkside. Uh, when you get kids that play here in the state of Wisconsin and and when you'll get one that, that is well-coached and understands what it what it's going to take to play at that level, makes your job a little easier, right? Oh, absolutely. And I
7: think that that's the toughest. I think that's, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because the biggest challenge for me to, to get the word out um, to high school coaches in Wisconsin is, of course we want kids from Wisconsin to come to Parkside. But I don't care if they're across an imaginary line. Like 90% of our roster is from within two hours of Parkside. Right. It just happens that the south side of Chicago is closer, closer to our campus than Madison. You know, and so when you get to the northern and western half of Wisconsin, uh, a lot of those kids are actually closer to many other D2s, even though they're not in Wisconsin. So um, we love having players from Wisconsin. And we love having local players on our roster. And, you know, I'd consider Elkhorn local because um, it, it's, it excites the fans. It's You know, they're familiar with these players. Um, but it's, it's important that you get the right local kids. You know, I mean, right. you have to have guys that – Um, understand how hard it is going to be and the work they have to put in. And uh, like, like Josh mentioned, the process and, um, you know, if they buy into that, then they're going to have successful careers, you know, like going back to the team that that Josh played on. I mean, you know, he was from Broadhead. Uh, We had a guy, Brad Firstnell from Burlington, Levante Fenderson from Racine, Kyle Clark from Kenosha. Like if there are guys that can help us get to NCAA tournaments like that group did, We'd love for every kid to be from Wisconsin and within a half hour of our campus.
3: Well, um, you're going to not easy. It's not, <laughs> but you got one over here that I think is, he's going to have that opportunity, whether it's next year or two years or three years down the road. But um, I look, I, I told, I told Josh the last time I saw him that, boy, that's a good get, I think for Luke. And he said, no doubt. He, uh, this kid's going to get a chance to to be really good. He'll take care of all his business in the classroom, and and uh, yeah, that's a good guy. Hey, coach, I know you got to go. Good luck today. Thanks a lot for a couple minutes of your time.
7: Yeah, I appreciate it, and uh, you know, good luck to to the Elks there, and I, I look forward to having a chance to talk to you again this summer.
3: You got it. It's Luke Regal. Hi. Right. Thanks a lot. We're going to get to a break, boys. Mark Miller from Wisports.net. You know, one of us is going to ask, who wants to ask about the whole Nicolet thing? Anybody? You want me to do it? or Yeah, I should probably be the one. I, I need to be the adult in the room here. But hey, before we get to a break, um, you've been on campus, obviously, at Parkside. Yep. What about that? Did you go, man, this is a good fit for me?
4: Um, honestly, it was uh, just kind of the feel. Um, just like when you find that campus, like, I don't know how to describe it. It's just kind of like that feeling of home. Yep. And I've always loved the outdoors, and the campus itself is on, like, Acres and acres. Yeah, It's beautiful. Yeah, it's a really nice campus. Yeah. And um, all the facilities are really up to date and stuff. And I just, I love the gym. Everything about it is really nice.
3: Were there are pretty girls on campus when you were there, coach. <laughs> anyway, there, there, were a a few. Few. there were a few. There a few. We'll <laughs> talk about that on the other side of the break. What's your wife's name, by the way? Lindsay. She's Lind- listening right now. She is so. Lindsay. Lindsay's <laughs> the only girl you've ever looked at. And yeah, let's absolutely. Just go- absolutely. We will go with that. Do you have kids? Nope, no nope. kids. We have dogs. You so. have dogs.
1: Just you and Lindsay. She is. She a basketball fan. She is. She's. Uh. She teaches at Brookfield East, and she's a big basketball fan. She's. Uh. She's comes up pretty much every game, and she's very supportive. And I couldn't do it without her. So
3: tell her to uh, start videotaping some of Rux's practices. I'm sure. <laughs> she,
1: maybe she can be that spy. At, he's really good. Oh, I was just telling these guys. Uh, I went and talked to him a little bit when we were. I'm switching to more of a five-man motion to kind of pick his brain a little bit, and he's he's a he's a heck the, of a coach.
3: He's the guy. Yeah. When you talk about five, yeah. right, he's yeah. the guy. Let's get to a break. The other side of the break, Mark Miller with Sports.net will join us. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, the Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan, Mike McGarrett, alongside the head basketball coach at Elkhorn. He is Josh Scatred. Am I close on that? Skatred. Yeah. Josh Scatrood. Thank you. <laughs> Devin Davey and Nick Brown, a couple of uh, senior players on a really good really good basketball team. Don't sleep on them. Well, no, you can sleep on them. Josh doesn't <laughs> mind. Sleep on them all Fine day long. Fine with me. Fine with you. Mark Miller with Sports.net is joining us just for a couple of minutes. He's really busy down at uh, Racine Prairie today. Uh, Mark, how are you doing? I'm good, Mike. How are you? Yeah, things uh, you're ready to tip off, right?
0: Well, we got a few minutes yet. Okay. Yeah, we started at 11, 11 a.m.
3: Yep. Hey, so uh, before we get into the schedule, and if people want to see some really good games, I looked at the schedule. There's some great games going down going on at, at Racine Prairie today. You know, um, I think we have to bring up what's going on over at Nicolay. Mark, uh, Elkhorn is a Division II team. Nicolet is who they lost to in the state semifinals last year. Um, but some changes to that roster last night.
0: Yes, there were, uh, obviously. Jalen Johnson gaining eligibility from the WIA and playing last night in their win at Slinger. So, uh, you know, that obviously elevates their team in terms of uh, talent level <laughs> um, and, and makes them certainly a, a team that a lot of people will play very close attention to you know, throughout the rest of the, um, the the last three weeks of the regular season here, and then certainly in the playoffs.
3: Yeah, I knew he was back in town. I and he left IMG out of Florida, came back uh, to Milwaukee. I I didn't think, and I and I was asked a lot. Did I think that there was a chance that he would be back playing for Nick Lane? And I didn't. I thought I said no. I don't. Th- I don't think that's going to happen. And I called uh, WIA yesterday, and there was no comment from from them. I'm just wondering the process. And the decision-making to, to allow him back. Look, he's a, he's a really good, talented basketball player from the state of Wisconsin. So other than Josh and the guys from, you know, they're going to have to play them. Um, I think it's great to be able to chance to go out and watch him play some more. But, boy, the, the process sometimes, for me, Mark, I don't understand the decision-making on the WI and how they come to decisions. Do you have any insight into that?
0: Well, a little bit, I guess. I'm, um, you know, it's. Uh, I wrote a story yesterday for Wisports.net. I'm, I'm sure you saw it, and probably Josh saw it, and others mm-hmm. did. And yep. Got a lot of views. <laughs> um, you know, it's definitely a lot of interest and a lot of questions, like you're asking right now. And I tried to address some of those. You know, based on the WI rules and so forth that uh, are in place right now, for situations such as Jalen's. Um, you know, the the um, eligibility status was never in, in doubt with him because he had never suited up for IMG Academy. He did not play a game for them. Um, so as uh, WI always says, you're, you're eligible at some school, and his eligibility then reverted back to nickel A. So when he transferred back, the eligibility was not the question. What well, was in question, and the reason that he didn't play you know, a little earlier, perhaps, is the, um, uh, the fact that USA Basketball um, uh, gave him some benefits last summer that were impermissible and they had to make restitution for those benefits of the family dead. And uh, that's been done. And, um, and so he was granted eligibility, uh, you know, clearance, I should say. And, uh, and uh, obviously suited up last night and played in the game.
3: What does that do um, in division two in, in your eyes, Um, Mark, you know, right now it's on is ranked one lacrosse central is two and Seymour and Hortonville, New Berlin, Eisenhower, Stoughton, and then Nicolet. Um, what right. what does that do to that division two in in your view? Um, as far as you know, are they the odds-on favorite again to, to to win a state?
0: Well, it's I think it's a little premature to say that. Um, you know, having seen across Central and and um, on Alaska a couple times this year, and we'll see Central again later today against a really good team from Illinois. Um, you know, I think that those two teams, uh, you know, immediately jump to my mind as as Division two teams that you know are are both outstanding and have been together all year and have really good chemistry and, you know, have guys that have played together for a long time. Um, you know, unfortunately only one of them will get to the Cole center because they're in the same sectional. And then, you know, like Josh's sectional, I mean, certainly Elkhorn's having a great year in Westosha and then you got some of the Badger teams. I mean, they, they're, they're not going to roll over and play dead for anyone. Nope. So, um, you know, obviously they there, this does elevate them. There's no question, um, you know, to add a, uh, a kid that's in the top 10 in the country and going to Duke next year and is six foot nine and can impact the game, you know, with, with a lot of different things. It's not just as uh, scoring or, you know, yeah also rebounds and passes and handles the ball just does it, you know, a bit of everything for them. So, um, you know, it doesn't elevate them. Absolutely. Doesn't make them the favorite. I don't know if I go quite that far yet. Um, you know, they played one game with, with Jalen and they won by 11 on the road. Uh, so, you know we'll see where it goes from here. They got three weeks to kind of iron out the uh, you know, the rough spots, so to speak, and try to figure out the rotation and all that, and, and then the playoffs begin. But there's no question it makes them one of the teams to uh, to beat uh, as we get into the postseason.
3: Hey, Mark, um, and in a lot of this stuff, wait, you're way smarter than I am. I never saw the Elkhorn team last year. I i i knew I saw them against St. Catharines, but I didn't see them making the run that they made. Um, did, did, did that surprise you at all to see them up in Madison last year? Um,
0: I would say not really. Uh, you know, maybe a little bit. Um, but, you know, they had two senior guards last year that uh, that were both really good, and, and uh, the Omnis boys. Um, and, and, of course, you know, Josh – Josh is the best coach in the state, and
3: (laughs) there there you go. You know what? Josh is shaking his head. Finally, Miller got something right, is what he's thinking. Uh, No, no, I wouldn't say that. No,
0: um, obviously Nick Brown is is a very athletic uh, kid going to uh, to Parkside on scholarship, and and uh, this Jordan Johnson kid's really coming on for him this year. uh, Can really score it. He's got a really quick twitch, and really, uh, you know, make he was fifteen of fifteen from the foul line the other night in the game I watched. So. Um, you know, they, they, they have some talent uh, both last year and this year um, and, and they are you know, I'm not just blowing smoke here, they are well coached and, and uh, they play a good schedule and they'll be battle tested um, they have a, a good mixture of inside and outside and I, that Davy kid is uh, is really kind of the glue to that team and I only watched him play one game and Josh could speak to this a lot more than I could but I was very, very impressed with how he ran the team, how he defended and, and his his overall composure on the court, um, in addition to making some three-point shots, uh, really nice player.
3: Boy, that's uh, that's good. Hey, Mark, talk a little bit about the event you guys got going on today down at uh, at Racine Prairie.
0: Yeah, we we have a, a beautiful facility. I'm sure you've been here, Mike. It's, it's yep. uh, I think about 10 years old, and it's got great lighting and natural lighting with windows and a balcony and. Lots of seating and we got seven teams from Illinois coming in to play seven teams from Wisconsin. And we have uh, the first game here is Brookfield Academy against the Trier. So uh, Brookfield's going to go up against a school that has about 4,000 kids in it. We'll see how they do. Um, and then uh, the last game of the day is across Cross Central against a DeKalb team that has over 20 wins already. Uh, and we got really good games in the middle. We, we have Madison East coming up, uh, uh, Sun Prairie. The Prairie School's obviously going to play. Um, so, you know, we're, we're looking forward to having a really fun day of hey, competitive basketball with some high-level high, high level
3: kids. You know, Mark, a lot of times when you're a high school basketball fan, there's not there's not a lot of great games on Saturdays sometimes. This is a perfect time. If, if you want to see some really good basketball and you want to watch our, some of the better teams in the state of Wisconsin play some of the better teams in the state of Illinois, Racine Prairie is just a phenomenal facility. It, it just is. It's not far, get, to get in the car, head down. It, uh, when do you, If you pay the money to get into one game, can you stay for the rest of them?
0: Yeah, yeah. And I forgot to mention, uh, absolutely you can. Um, and, and I forgot to mention Brookfield Central, too. Yes. They're playing here today. So, um, you know, we we have a really good lineup of a lot of state-ranked teams uh, from both states. And um, it'll be interesting to see if we can do a little better than we did last weekend at, uh, in the Minnesota border battle where we only went 2-5. and five. Um but uh, had incredible talent at that event last week as well. So um, it's always fun to see how our teams match up or coaches match up, um, how the players match up and, you know, different styles of play that sometimes are used. Um, But, you know, good basketball doesn't know any state borderline. So, um i think we'll we we really do have a good lineup this week this year hey josh
3: does your wife kick you out of the house as much as mark's wife must kick him out because he's in gyms all the time man (laughs) uh not quite not quite (laughs) no that's wait because you haven't been married as long as mark and his wife and my wife and i they kick us out a little bit more hey mark miller thank you very much i really appreciate you know i'll be reaching out to you come playoff time quite a bit and uh uh, thanks for everything you do for high school basketball in the state of Wisconsin. Nobody does it better, Mark. Thank you.
0: Well, thanks, Mike. I appreciate the kind words. Have a great day.
3: You Take got it. Question. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, I have one more guest at 1055. Other than that, man, we're going to we're going to talk a lot about your conference, Coach. But I want to talk about the rest of your team. You know, Mark talked a little bit about the two kids that we have here with Nick and, and Devin, but I want to talk about the, your staff and, and really dig into that kind of the mm-hmm. community and, and the staff and the your basketball conference, I don't talk a lot about. Shame on me. Um, you guys get the state, and people are like, how come you didn't talk about them? I said, I, I need to do a better job talking Southern Lakes basketball, and we'll do a lot of that the rest of the show. And again, 11-15, we're going to talk to our two pick-and-save student-athletes of the week, and they need to be prepared for one question, and that is what motivates you for being such a good student-athlete. And uh, we have both of them in studio with us, and we'll ask them that at 11-15. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Oh, Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. We're finally going to get to talk a little bit of Elkhorn basketball, Coach. We uh, normally, like I said, second hours when I have my guests on, but Luke Regal, head coach at Parkside, said I can come on. It's got to be early. Mark Miller, the same thing. Ten fifty-five. We will talk to Michael Brown Johnson. He runs a seven-on-seven football program called Positive Vibes Elite. I got a chance to meet him a couple of days ago, and they're running a couple of fundraisers. I'm going to tell you about. But other than that, the rest of the show is going to be talking Elkhorn um, basketball. Coach, when, um, the youth program that you have, De- first of all, um, Devin and Nick, did you guys play in the youth program in Elkhorn? Yeah, we both played in the WIBL League. So you West. guys have been playing basketball together for a long time. Oh, yeah. One-on-one, yeah, on one, who wins? This guy right here. Yeah. Uh. Oh, look at how honest you are. That's awesome. If he gets on the track with you, who wins?
6: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. You, you know that, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah,
3: that's awesome. You got, Who has a prettier girlfriend, either one of you? No, I'm, I'm the yeah. only one with a girlfriend. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you know why? Because, hey, man, he plays the field in Elkhorn. Uh, That's uh, What is your girlfriend's name? Her name's Cam. Yeah, is she listening? She Probably might be, is. right? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, coach, did you know that this is going to be a special class when they uh, when they were younger?
1: I think so. Um, I, so I've been – this is my sixth year as the coach, and when these guys were in seventh grade is when um, when I took over uh, from John. And um, I, I knew they were a, a talented group, Um You know, Devin's dad was one of the coaches of the group, um, and and his dad played basketball at UW Whitewater and was a really good player. And actually, was a varsity coach at Bigfoot himself. Um, Boy, that helps, huh? Yeah, yeah. And and him and um another one of our one of our senior dads, uh, Chris Stebnitz, along with Dad, um, did a really nice job with this group um, as they grew up and. Um, got them in tournaments, like Devin said, played in the WYBL and were competitive in the highest levels. So I, I I saw that there was some talent. You know, Nick, uh, Nick, I always laugh when he was a 7th, 8th grader freshman. He was this long and lanky, skinny kid, but you could always see some of the raw potential. And, um, you know, Devin's always been extremely talented as well. And then they had a couple other guys who were um, solid players. So I think this was definitely a class. And then you kind of combine them with um, – the group we had last year, who Mark mentioned a little bit, a couple of those guys, who was a very talented group, and that's kind of what you hope. You hope to get two really talented groups in a row, and that's when you are usually able in a school like Elkhorn to make a good run. Nick, you uh so I've heard
3: that a little bit uh, from some other people too. That early on, I mean, where you are now is 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 different than where you were in seventh eighth grade. Oh, yeah. and I keep the 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 term I keep hearing is. And coach, I'm going to ask you this about him: his best, his best basketball might be ahead of him mm-hmm. yet, and he's a really good high school basketball player. He's got a chance, I think, at UW Parkside to to, to do really well, mm-hmm. um, because he's going to get bigger and stronger, and he's going to have to get a little bit bigger and stronger mm-hmm. at, at, to play at that level, correct?
1: Yeah, and and Nick has, um, you know, I give Nick a ton of credit when he was. Um, a sophomore he was up on the varsity and he played um, he, he played a decent amount he came off the bench and he had some really nice games but he still physically wasn't super strong and I I remember in the sectional game at um, when we played West Osha the first time in sectionals um, he just physically wasn't quite ready to be on the floor for a big chunk of the game because they were a big physical senior dominated team and to Nick's credit he committed himself to getting stronger in the weight room and he turned himself into a different kid and I think, um, you know, with his work ethic and his the potential he has, I think he's just going to keep um, getting better and better and Is better. Is Devin
3: the point guard on your team? Yes, Devin. So, are you a pass first kid? You get in the gap and make that pass. Kids yeah, hit I two in a row. I think
1: so. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah. Have you always played point guard? Yeah, mostly. And then last year, I played a little off guard with um, Luke
5: Thomas being a point guard. So yeah, those two.
3: I, I enjoyed watching those two twins play. They 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 got after it a little bit. Um, you like the ball in your hands down the stretch, making good decisions, stuff like that. Yeah, I think so. It coaches, kids, man, you know what? <laughs> coaches, kids see the game a little different, feel a little different yeah. about the game, and maybe understand that. Look, I don't have to put up twenty. If mm-hmm. I get six, and I get, you know, if I'm a three to one kid as far as assists to turnovers, and we keep winning.
1: Well, um, so with Devin, you know, um. Like Devin mentioned, we had Luke Umness last year, and Luke was the type of kid, and this is what you want in a point guard. He wasn't giving up the ball to anybody to bring it up the floor. He just he wanted to be in command of the offense, and that's what you want in a point guard. When you have a point guard who you trust, it makes the entire game easier. Yep. Um, and Devin stepped in this year and um, took over that role, and he's he's been great. He's averaging about one turnover a game, which is unbelievably impressive considering how much he handles the basketball. and. Um, you know, he's completely steady Eddie out there when he has it and, um, knows when there's times to distribute and look for other guys. But then also, um, his, especially the last couple of weeks really started to maybe look for his own shot. Um, cause Devin can score. He's just, it, it's not the thing that defines his game. Um, and, and in the past couple of years, he's been a great defender for us and we have always just put him on the other team's best player. And, um, you know, this year his offensive role has expanded.
3: Hey, so the Jordan Johnson averaging mm-hmm. uh, tw- almost 23 a game. Mm-hmm.
1: Surprising you at all? Um, Yes and no. I, I think anybody who's seen Jordan play knows how talented Jordan is. Jordan's a, a athletic kid. He's a skilled kid. He's put a ton of time into his game. I um, always say Jordan last year, he played maybe 13 or 14 minutes a game for us, and it wasn't because he wasn't good. It was just because we had – um, you know, four or five guards who are a little older, a little stronger than him, and he was a um, he was a good soldier in terms that he just he played his role and he accepted it. And um, he had a great off season. He put a ton of time in on his game, and um, he got better. And now he's seeing the results. So when I talk to other
3: teams that you guys are playing against, and, and I can I can name two of them right off the top of my head, that I'll talk to them and they're playing you on Friday, and they focus a lot. On Nick Brown, mm-hmm. they're like, okay, we need for the first thing we have to do is is if we can stop him, and I think what's what's happened now is people are like, okay, you got to pick your poison. He's averaging twenty three. Nick Brown's averaging about sixteen. Now Devin's averaging twelve, and it's it's much harder to stop
1: three than it is one, obviously. Yeah, and that's a that's a really nice uh, a really nice thing to have is to have multiple guys because you know, when you throw two or three guys to stop one, that's going to leave somebody open. And when we have, uh, you know, a guy like Nick who can score inside and out, um, you know, the teams kind of have to decide how they're going to handle that. And that gives us a big matchup advantage. And then Jordan is so athletic that he really, even if you throw multiple guys at him, he's going to find ways to get to the basket. And then, um, you know, Devin with the way he can shoot the ball and how good he is in transition just gives us, um, that other threat. And then we've had a couple other guys step up and help us when we needed that too. Hey, on the other side of the break, 11
3: o'clock, you know what I mean? I'm going to do? I'm going to kick you out of here for a segment. Ooh. I'm going to just talk to these Ooh. boys and we're going to, we're going to talk about you behind your back if that's Ooh. okay. All right. Um, I want to talk to these two leaders of the South corn team, a little bit about the rest of their roster and, mm-hmm. and, uh, what their hopes are before we get to a break, uh, Michael Brown Johnson again, Positive Vibes Elite. We had him on during the U Sports Show. They've got two different uh, fundraisers going on this weekend. And I uh, wanted to talk to him about about that. Michael, how you doing? I'm doing
8: pretty good. How are
3: you? Good. Hey, thanks for a few minutes of your time. Can you talk let's talk a little bit about Positive Vibes Elite Seven on Seven program. How long have you guys been doing this?
8: Um so this will be our first year as our own organization. But with the coaches that we have on staff, we've been doing this for anywhere from two to about the last five to seven years.
3: Hey, you um, you're a, a assistant coach over at Cuttahay for their football program, and and I talked last time I had John that, you know, you got injured as a high school player, and you said, "Look, I I want to give back to the community." Young guy, fiance who I met at, at Starbucks the other day. Um, I, I love the servant leadership heart that you guys have. Fact that your father is a is a pastor. Did not surprise me at all. Um, Talk a little bit about the fundraisers and how if people that are listening want to help you guys on this mission that you're on, how can we get involved?
8: All right. So the fundraiser that we have going on just today will be the Chipotle fundraiser. Uh, The one on Mayfair Road right across from the mall um, is going to be from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. today. And then the one that we have going on tomorrow will be a spaghetti dinner. It's all-you-can-eat spaghetti. And that will be going on tomorrow uh, evening from 5 to 8 p.m. at Brewski, um, not too far from Wisconsin Lutheran High School. Um, so we will be doing that tomorrow as well. And all of the proceeds, of course, goes to the team. It goes to covering their um, – for transportation to get down to all of the tournaments, which our first one is next weekend in Chicago. And then uh, also covers uniforms, hotel stay. Um, for the nutrition aspect that we do as well. It covers that all together as well. Hey,
3: Michael, are you going to be at Chipotle today from 4 to 8?
8: Yes, we are. yes, sir. I'll be there from about 4 to about 7.
3: Good. I will stop by and, and say hello and drop something off for you. Uh, Michael Brown Johnson, thank you very much. I'll see you a little later. 4 to 8 o'clock today, Chipotle on Highway 100, uh, right near Mayfair. And tomorrow, Brewski's 76th Street, uh, 5 to 8 uh, Go help these young people. They're trying to do really good work in this community, and I would uh, I would ask you to to help them out, buy some food, and and uh, donate some money, guys. We'll get to a break. Other side of the break, coach, you're out of here. We're going to talk to Devin Davy and Nick Brown about this year's team. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show, presented by your local Pick and Save Stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. <laughs>
2: Some of the best high school basketball in the state is played right here in Southeast Wisconsin. It's time to hear from some of the best high school basketball coaches in the area. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores. Now, with former Marquette High and Concordia University coach David Cooks, here's 1057-FM, the fans, high school Insider. Big time, Mike McGivern.
3: Uh, Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show. As always, brought to you by your local pick and save store. So during the break, man, Nick Brown can't stop talking about cam this and cam that and cam this. and (laughs) My goodness. I'm only kidding, man. Don't be turning red on me, Mr. Brown. Hey, um... So let's talk a little bit about this team, Devin. I'm going to start with you. Did you have an idea? You guys, you know, this class and last year's class, as your coach said, look, two special classes. Mm-hmm. Um, did did anything about what happened last year surprise
5: you? Um, did- I don't really think so. I think we knew we were pretty good. I mean, obviously the run down the stretch was pretty magical, like you said. But we we put in the work, and we knew that we were going to, down the stretch, rely on our defense and um, just look to move the ball and get the scoring that
3: we needed. So. Hey, there, there's a player coming in next week, uh, AJ Vukovic from East Troy. I'll ask him about you boys. I'll ask him how you. I bet that. Uh, I don't know if I, I'd be happy that they're not in D two anymore because they're they're really good this year for sure. Um, but I'm going to have a couple of East Troy's boys join me next week and and we'll talk to them. Um, Nick, same question for you. Any anything surprised you that what what a, I don't know until you're done with a, with with a magical run like that. If you understand, I mean, it's first of all, it's really hard to get the state. It's a hard thing to do. And that journey that you guys had was really difficult. Um, any of that surprise you?
4: Um, honestly, no. Uh, I felt really confident. Also. Wait, hey,
3: you know what? There's, uh, yeah, I mean, Grab his microphone. I think there's oh. something going on with yours. I don't think uh, Jeff had to leave
4: for a second. Yeah, um, there you go. Thank you. So, yeah, no, I mean, all season, uh, it, I felt really good going into the season. And um, like I said, once we hit that St. Cats thing, that really boosted my confidence, but it also boosted the confidence I had in the team. Yeah. And that's kind of like the point where I realized like we could really do something special. And going on that run, like playing with all these guys, like we played together since we were little kids and it was just a really cool experience. And I think we all were, we all knew that state could be. Um, or state was a realistic goal for us. Hey,
3: are you a multi-sport athlete, single sport? I'm single sport. I've
4: always just played basketball.
3: Always played. You didn't play baseball as a kid, football, soccer, any I, of that? I played baseball for a year and realized I was not meant to play another <laughs> sport on the earth. <laughs> that, that's okay. So. <laughs> and Devin's the exact opposite. Grab that mic back. Um, soccer kid. Uh, track and field. Yep. You're going to Columbia yep. to, uh, um, to, to run track and field, correct? Mm-hmm. And you run what, – what do you run? The 400 and 200. And why Columbia, if I can ask?
5: Um, yeah, it was kind of sim- similar to Nick when I got there. You know, the coaches really were nice to me, and they really wanted um, me to have, like, a good academic um, experience, which is huge for me. And then um, my bro- brother also goes to Brown. So oh, he does? He's a- another Ivy <laughs> League school out there, so – I didn't want to be, you know, too close to him, but also <laughs> yeah. you know, still out there by him. So. Yeah, does he is he an athlete as well? Yeah, he's a he's a track guy. He runs the 400 to 800. So we couldn't couldn't end up seeing each other, you know, oh. meet some down the road. How fun would that be? Oh, yeah, that'd be that'd be that'd be yeah. quite the split who, house there. Who would win? <laughs> I think uh, it would be a good race. I think maybe right right now he'd probably get me, but um, once you get a little more training, some maybe some college training, that would yeah. definitely help
3: me. Oh man, do you? Um, and I'll ask you this. Um, being be the Pick and Save Student Athlete of the Week. And, look, you can change your answer to this 14 times before you get to the car, all right? <laughs> uh, if you had to guess what you want to go into uh, next year when you're in college, what are you thinking?
5: I'm thinking, like, uh, biology or something, and maybe, like, a pre-med track. And
3: track you you know. and I are, like, twins. Yeah. Run, the, Yeah, we both fast in the 40, and we're... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the exact. What are you laughing at, Nick Braun? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you grab his microphone. How about you? Do you... You have any idea what uh, what you're going to look to get into next year? And again, you can change it a whole bunch of times.
4: Yeah. Um, no. Next year, I'm thinking about going into graphic design. Uh, okay. i have always loved the art area and designing different types of things. So.
3: Boy, I uh, I envy that because I can't. There's nothing about that that I'm good at. <laughs> and and I do this Nary Milwaukee Home Improvement Show, and I envy people that can see things before they happen, and or before. When they say, look, if we paint that wall green, um, I can't see it until the whole thing is done. Yeah. I just don't have that gift, and I think that uh, that's a gift. Are you, is it something that you're involved in now?
4: Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm taking AP art this year, so I'm getting a lot of experience and getting ready for like college courses and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and I've drawn since I was— i don't even know three really like i've always yeah, me and my sister both you know we're very artistic so
3: good for you What yeah. what grade is she in is she out of she, school
4: no she is a uh sophomore
3: okay yeah. bigger is there a bigger fan in the school than 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 she is for you
4: uh honestly probably not she's she's probably one of my biggest supporters she's not very vocal about it but she's she's definitely one of my biggest supporters
3: um uh, can you hear your parents during your game
4: no, they, <laughs> they're uh, they're all pretty quiet. My dad's gotten a little more vocal over the years, but um, he tends to be he tends to keep his cool for the most part. Does he? Yeah.
3: Uh, and you get home does does he say Hey, you know, you got to go to work here. You got to make sure you're trying this. And as as a father, does he say Hey, look, you got to get after a little more. That kind of stuff.
4: Yeah, for sure. I mean, my dad's he's always there for me. He always points out. He always starts off with the good things, and then and then he'll go to the bad and stuff that I need to get better at and I mean he's always supportive you
3: know he's boy, that's good, for me, so. that's good Devin same question for you obviously you know we when we we're talking to the head coach Josh he said look your dad was a coach and a player and all that uh yeah. do you hear them in the crowd the right thing, yeah the thing for me is my I only hear my dad so <laughs> my, you know. my my son uh, I coached him in high school he went to Calvary Baptist Menominee Falls we had 67 kids in the whole school Seven boys on the basketball team, I call this the Caucasian Invasion. And we just went and played. These kids didn't know. We went and played Milwaukee Hamilton, Science Academy. And they were like, yeah, if we win, do we get free pizza? Yeah, I'll get you free pizza. And we went out and beat all these teams. And my son then went to Marinatha Baptist Bible College in Watertown, and he'd say, Dad, you're at the top of bleachers. I can hear everything you say. I can't hear my coach, and he's next to me. But I hear – and I go, no, you don't. He's like – are you ever going to hit a shot tonight? Are you going to defend? He goes, I hear all those comments. <laughs> so he got so in tune to hearing my voice. I'm sure the same thing for you. Yeah. Do they come to all your events?
5: Oh, yeah. They're all the whole family and the whole clan. They're all <laughs> listening right now. And they all, oh, come, awesome. they all come to everything. So. What's
3: your mom and dad's name? Um, Dot and Kathy. Um, D, uh, Dot? Don. Yeah. Don? Don. Don and D-O-D-O. Kathy. Yeah. That's awesome. Don and Kathy. Excellent. You guys have done really good. These are nice boys. Uh, Nick, your mom and dad?
4: Uh, Rob and Kim.
3: Rob and Kim. Boy, they. Um, I can tell them, and they know this already, but senior year is tough on parents. It's a year of lasts, right? Yeah. It's the last time you're going to go to Badger. It's the last time you're going to go to Central. It's the last. And uh, I had it easy because I was coaching. So I could do that. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's senior night and parent night. And we didn't have a lot of kids at the small school. But instead, of going to the locker room. Now I got to stay out here and hold hands with my wife, and she's got a flower, and she's crying, and all that. And so, so you guys know that uh, Don and Kathy and Ryan and Kim are going through that um, that stuff right now, and and it's been a, that that trip up to Madison for them. They still, I'm sure, they still talk about that yeah. with everybody in the community, and and how proud that they they were. It can be a little bit easier, Nick, for your parents to come watch you play.
4: Yeah, right. I mean, Kenosha is only like fifty, fifty or so minutes away from from our house. So yeah, it's it'll be nice to have them there for games and stuff.
3: It's gonna be a little bit more difficult, Devin, for uh, for your parents, but by, trust me. Wait, if you do run against your brother, man, they're going to be yeah, there.
5: they'll make it out to that, that race for sure. One's
3: going to have on the Columbia one. will have the brown outfit on. <laughs> I'll have
5: and... to get him on shirt, Splits it right down. The <laughs> yeah,
3: there that's exactly what, what you're going to have to do. Hey, so you are a multi-sport athlete. Obviously, you play, you run track and field, play yep. soccer, mm-hmm. basketball. Is track and field the one that caught your heart and, and the most? Yeah. yeah. you'
5: just like you know, go out there and getting the locks and just, you know, just running feeling the wind in your hair or whatever but yeah it's yeah it just kind of soothes me and makes what I really like to do so and
3: do you play soccer for you you enjoy soccer but yeah. is that the third sport at this point for you
5: um probably yeah right in there with basketball I'm probably behind but I, I just love playing you know, soccer we made a nice state run this year and you know I've been playing with those boys from you know when we were in kindergarten and we always had, like, the club team that we always had together, and we, we put together a great season this past year. You're going to miss Alcorn. Yeah, a lot.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I, and I've not been on the campus where you're going, but I, you know what? I'm sure it's beautiful and a lot of stuff going on yeah. there, but uh, I'm sure you'll get back as often as possible, yeah, right? for sure. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, Nick, you've gone to see Parkside play, um, and a lot of, a lot of high school basketball you have left, but to play at that next level – Um, there's a lot of work to be done to be able to play there.
4: Oh, definitely. I mean, it's all about getting stronger for me. Um, And with that comes, you know, improving my game. I won't be, you know, the tallest kid on the court anymore. Right. So, you know, I'm going to have to get used to going up against some 6'8", 6'9 guys
3: more regularly. You're pretty comfortable outside, though. I mean, you you shoot the three a little bit. and Like I said, if you haven't seen Nick Brown play, he's, he's a bouncy kid. He can get got good hops, and he can shoot a little bit, So and you're comfortable with the ball in your hands facing the basket. You're, you're not a kid who goes block to block it, by any means.
4: Yeah, correct. No, I can I can definitely space the floor, and I think um, that'll really help Parkside next year coming in, maybe hit a couple shots a game, you know, kind of give them some more, Defend. some more options, right? Come in, play some good defense.
3: Hey, let's talk about other kids on, on this roster, guys. Who? What other seniors, and Devin, let me start with you, what other seniors from this roster uh, that you guys have played with for a long time that didn't get a chance. We didn't have uh, have them come in studio, but other guys that, that make this team go.
5: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The two other senior starters, uh, Mason Stubnitz and Eric Van Dyke. Uh, Mason Stubnitz, the big guy inside, kind of came on um, out of nowhere a little bit this past year, and he's been grabbing rebounds left and right. He's just kind of crazy going up and getting them, but he's always in the right spot for us and really good defender. He's been, you know, neutralizing their guy's biggest threat, like Runkle, and other big guys, and then Eric Van is our other um, starting senior guard, and he, you know, he can shoot really well and just plays really hard all the time. So it usually gives us that good spurt of energy. And then off the bench, we have uh, Mason Bulow leads the team in charges with eight charges right now, and then uh, a couple other seniors are Sean Aller and Luke Brown and Tommy Q Yeah. Hey, what, um,
3: um, so when you guys look at the schedule, and, and we'll talk about the rest of the roster with with your coach. Is, is there a rivalry game and 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 that you look and you go, man? I don't like these guys much. Got a lot of respect for them. You can stay on your mic now. Nick gets back on. Um, is there is there who's the rival for you?
4: Um, <clears throat>
3: I would definitely say the
4: past years it's been with Stosha. Yeah, um, we've always gone head to head with them. It's always been a good close game. Um, and obviously knocking them out of the state run last year, you know that was big for us and for them. You know motivates them to come out and play harder. Motivates us. So that's probably our biggest uh, biggest threat and biggest rival, I would say.
3: Hey, when when so if when they come to town, is that the one that that, that the, the gym is hard to get into because it's packed, oh. Devin? Yeah. yeah,
5: yeah. This year was like kind of an early game, so it was the first, like one of the first conference games, and that gym was just full of people. So
4: <laughs> yeah, that was that was definitely a fun app.
5: different
3: energy for you guys as players when the gym is like that.
4: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, like having having a student section is always great. Um, but then having parents and just people from the community is like it's always really cool to come out after a game and just like see how many people are there to come and support
3: us. When we, t- uh, we started coaching at Martin Luther four years ago, they'd won two games in three or something like that. And the first game that we, we, we played at home, we had nine students at. Oh, wow. And last year, with that run we had, that you had to get there good. about an hour and a half beforehand. To get it to get the seat you wanted, the JV games were packed. And these JV kids are like, this is unbelievable, and they all traveled and they traveled really well. It's you know down to Racine Prairie, and then we had to play Beloit, um, Turner, and uh, the Beloit Turner guards were talking like on social media. Really I was thinking, are you kidding me? Do you see our guards? And I asked one of our guards, "Do you guys know them?" He said, "Yeah." I can't believe they're doing this. They were saying huh. Martin Luther who and you know what, go get your tickets up at Cole Center now because you'll be seeing us. And wow, I'd, I've never seen a sectional final game get to a running clock. <laughs> <laughs> running <laughs> clock. We got those boys home early. They got to get on the bus and go home early. Guys, let's get to a break. Other side of the break, our Pick and Save Student Athletes of the Week, we're going to ask them. What motivates them for being such a good student-athlete? We're going to allow Josh to come back in from the, the, from the uh, hallway, and he can now come back and sit in with us. I just wanted these guys to be able to talk a little bit about this year's team, and we'll ask Josh about his staff and the other coaches and teams in this conference. There's some good coaches in this conference. I'm going to talk to Josh about those guys as well. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by our local Pick and Save Stores. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
1: So who is this week's Student Athlete of the Week? Who's making a difference in their community, in their classroom, and on the court? Let's meet the Pick and Save High School Student Athlete of the Week. Brought to you by your local Pick and Save stores, where Wisconsin saves on groceries.
3: So, our Pick and Save Student Athletes athletes of the Week. Let me tell you how this happened. I called uh, Josh, head coach at Elkhorn. I said, here's what we're going to do. What do you think? He goes, yeah, I got a couple. Got a few. And I said, okay, well, pick one that's coming in studio. He goes, nope, can't. You pick one. I go, I'm not bad. He goes, they both are really well-deserving kids. Because what I asked these coaches, and I, and I asked... Um, Josh, the head coach at Elkhorn, I said, "Look, I, I need kids that are really good in the classroom. They're good ambassadors for you and your staff. They're good in the community. Love the school, and these, you know, that type of kid." And he said, "Both kids coming in the studio, both of them." So I called my friend Smoking Hot Mary, Smoking Hot Mary at Ideal Logos and Awards. I said, "Smoking Hot Mary, I got it. I need two trophies this week." She said, "No problem. We will take care of that." So I appreciate my friends at Ideal Logos and Awards, and Lori does a great job, and and Mary and everybody over there. Our two Pick and Save student-athletes of the week are in studio with us. and Josh, I told you when we went to a break, very seldom will I be able to kick a coach out of here because Mm -hmm. the kids handle themselves so well on the microphone. It's kind of like... If one of these kids takes my job one day, I'm coming after you by the way. because <laughs> you brought these guys in. Devin, David, Nick Brown, I'm gonna start with you, Devin. Your motivation for being such a good student athlete. where does that come from? Um, I think it's definitely
5: from my family and my parents who have always like pushed me to you know work hard both in the classroom and um in all the sports and then definitely representing Elkhorn when you go out, you know you do community service or anything like that, you want to be. You know, putting on your best um, act and your performance. So yeah, that's definitely where it comes from for me. And
3: and you know that um, two things. You know that it is a privilege to, to play sports. It's not your right. Yeah, you don't. They, you, that's not a right. You have to earn what you what you do. And and you obviously have done that. And you know when you're out in the community, at Elkhorn, those little kids remember you were fourth, fifth grade, third grade, <laughs> looking at you guys. That you're coaching those kids. Yeah. They think you're the bucks. I mean, they do. They're like. Oh my goodness, I look at he's our coach, and then they come watch you play and they wear those little uniforms to bed in, at night and think about Friday nights playing at that level. So I like the fact that you said that because you're walking around the community, you have no idea how many eyes are on you. Yeah. They're all on you going, okay, is he a nice kid? He's gonna hold the door for that lady. He's gonna help her with that, you know, that kind of stuff. So thank you for that. Hey, um Nick, you're Nick Brown, your Motivation for being such a good student athlete. Where does that come from?
4: Yeah. Oh, I'd say it's definitely similar to Devon's. Um, my parents have always told me like to work hard in school, and obviously, school is going to be the main thing that sets me up for my life after college, after high school. Um, and I want to be the best person that I can be academically, athletically, but also like out in the community um, and having relationships with like the little kids and everything. That yeah. means a lot to me. And. Um, I just – I want to be a good role model to everyone.
3: So does the, the term ser, servant leadership mean anything to, to – I'm sure it does to your coach. Mm-hmm. But understand you guys are young guys, and to understand giving back to the community at such an early age. Um, coach, this is encouraging to me. El, Elkhorn has and, – and, and their parents and family and that community has done a nice job with these boys.
1: Yeah, we're um – I'm very, very lucky that I got guys like this um, that I get to work with every day. We got a great community uh, that supports us. But, you know, I'm proud of these guys for uh, taking opportunities to give back. Uh, this last week on um, Wednesday after school, we went and read to elementary school students. And these were these two guys were two of the first guys to jump on and say, yeah, I'll do it. Um, so, you know, it's, it's very fortunate that, you know, they got great parents who've done an excellent job, um, you know, raising them and teaching them great values and how to give back to the community and um, how to be the best person they can be. Hey coach,
3: there's um, there's something to be said about the best players on your team also being the best students Mm -hmm. and being, you know, the kids in the community that, that do that kind of stuff. People don't understand that, that there's so much that goes into a winning basketball Mm -hmm. team and program more than just the kids, you know, being able to, to knock down shots and defend. But stuff like this just, I, for me, I, it's encouraging
1: that these young kids have gotten it at an early age. Absolutely. And um, like I said, I'm so fortunate, but the. the- fortunate part is there's other guys in our team i probably could have picked for this award too well um you said four or five is what you said and i said uh, coach i can't might be a little tough to do that i'd have to Um, say really smoking hot mary if that was the case (laughs) so just so you know yeah um we we don't have on our team we don't have discipline problems i don't have to worry about guys getting in trouble in class or guys being ineligible or not showing up to school on time and um as a coach you know that's not directly seen on the basketball floor, but it matters, and it it, it shows and how they how they execute on the basketball floor and how they carry themselves, that all is um, connected to how they act in the classroom and how they act in the community. And I couldn't be prouder of these guys. man.
3: I, I agree with that. I, I think it's uh, that that community is this is gonna be a tough class to let go of. Um, mm-hmm. how is the younger classes, how's the JV team look, the freshman team, the youth program, how's that all going?
1: Well, it's a um, it, it, little up and down with some of our lower levels. There's some kids who are. Um, we got some talent there, but it's a little raw. But um, you know, we got more good kids coming up the pipeline. And I, I think I mentioned earlier that we see ourselves as a program that we just we don't want to have just a good team every once in a while. It's we. Um, we believe in our system. We believe in our process. And um, we got some kids going through that right now. And I I tell my lower-level coaches all the time, I really don't care how much you win or lose. I just want to see um, kids doing the right thing and kids getting better. And I think we have that. Hey, Nick, when you're coaching
3: those little guys, mm-hmm. is there something that uh, that your coach here says all the time that all of a sudden you can't <laughs> believe that you're saying it? To, you know, are you doing any kind of drill? Look, I... Uh, Coach Wallersheim Waller Shime uh, at Martin Luther and I coached together for a long time. And I can I, I know exactly what he's going to say when he says it. We do certain drills, dribble, shoot, same, you know, we do it every day, that kind of stuff. Um, you guys are looking at each other laughing. I'm sure there are some things that he says all the time that once you leave, you hope you never have to hear again. <laughs> I you mean,
5: hey, go you
3: go all right, I'm always talking to my <laughs>
5: kid and saying, you know, helping helping the gaps get that gap defense, and you know, coach over here, he he loves that gap defense. So.
3: He, yeah, he does. I I watched you guys against St. Catherine's running, trying to get that gap. Nick, how about you? Yeah, I would say uh,
4: ball movement. That's the thing I'm I'm constantly yelling out, and you know, Scat's all about getting the best shot, which you know, with basketball, that's that's the main thing. So. Well,
3: and Nick, sometimes the best shots with you, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, sometimes. Heck, yeah, maybe sometimes. more times than he's letting go right yeah. <laughs> now. You got to let that thing fly. Yeah. Hey, coach, this uh, this Southern Lakes Conference, mm-hmm. you know, it's it, there's a lot of good coaches in this mm-hmm. conference. Been been coaching for a long time. Um, when you, when you took over and and that that you know that eight inches from the you know being an assistant and, and a JV coach, even bigger step. Mm-hmm. Um, fully accepts you into into this this fraternity of.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, th- you know, there's a lot of really good coaches in our conference. And some of them, when you talk about Steve Breswitz at Burlington and Dave Pettit at Union Girl, those guys have been there for, you know, 20, 25 years. And, Neither um, one
3: will come on this show. Huh. I've left message for those guys and, uh uh-uh, uh, and I don't know why. This isn't, this is fun stuff, oh, right? Oh, this, this is a blast. Oh, yeah. It's
1: yeah. A blast. Nick um, Brown
3: said, You'll come every week, yeah. I'd love to. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> But, yeah, there, there's a lot of good guys, a lot of good coaches who, you know, a couple of which, like I said, Dave and um, Steve have been there a long time and have good programs and, um, you know, year in and year out have good teams. And then, um, you know, you got a Jake Urbentrout at Walmart's been there about a decade and has had sectional teams a couple times. And um, I came in at about the uh, – I think a year before uh, James Heilberg did it with Stosha and, you know, we've kind of talked a little bit about the success they've had and um, – you know, Paul Cherapata Waterford does a nice job with his kids. Um, and, and you know, Badger uh, John Whitty, a couple of years, starting to get his program established. And then uh, Delavan has a new coach this year. Um, Todd's from uh, one of the West Bend schools. Yep. I can't remember, but he's yeah. got his kids playing hard and um, doing the right things. So it, it's a it's a good group. And it, yeah, they accepted me right away. I, I knew some of them um, from being the JV coach. But you know, it was. There were nights those first couple years where it was, you know, you mentioned moving over that seat a few inches. It's oh, it's more than just eight inches. It's a, it's a lot of stuff, and um, it's something where until you do it, you, you can't completely be ready for it. And, uh, you know, there were a couple games where, you know, we got our clocks cleaned early on, and it was because I probably – wasn't doing the job I needed to do, but you you take your lumps, you learn, and that's kind of how we got to where we are now. I think, um,
3: and I've been both a head coach and an assistant mm-hmm. coach, and I think I'm a better assistant coach, and I, one of the reasons is loyalty. Mm-hmm. Um, I never wanted the head guy's job. Never, mm-hmm. it, but it, it, the, the coach's door closes, and we yell at each other like brothers, and, you know, like cats and dogs, and the door opens, and I'm in lockstep with him. Mm-hmm. It's his program, and your staff and we had this conversation you'd you, you like your staff these are good guys yeah. and uh, they teach the game of basketball the right way um, as a head coach there's so much more than than people see on Tuesdays and Fridays that first year you had to be surprised by a lot of that
1: yeah yeah absolutely I mean there's just things there's things and pressures you don't see um, until you're in the position and it's a lot of um, you got competing factors. You have um, different people want different things from you, and um, it, it takes a while to figure out how to balance that and how to understand you're not going to keep everybody happy. Um, where it, there's going to be, no matter what decision you make, no matter how much success you've had, um, there's going to be people who are disappointed or frustrated because um, you know you have to make those tough decisions. But I, you know, I'm lucky. I got a great staff. Uh, my assistant uh, Mike Storley, has. Uh, he coached for John for a long time and I, I consider him one of my best friends and uh, I completely 100% trust him. I mean he takes every day he takes the first 15 or 20 minutes of practice and he does our competitive stuff to, um, to kind of get things going and set that tone for what we do and he does a ton of stuff behind the scenes and um, is extremely loyal and a extremely good coach. And my lower level coaches, um my J V coach Eric Larson, has been coaching. I, I poke fun at him. He's been coaching since the nineteen eighties, so he's in his fifth decade of coaching now. But you know, hey, he's he, Hey, don't be ripping that. <laughs> right. I think that's a um, good thing. It absolutely is. <laughs> and um he he does a, a ton of stuff, um, opens the gym up for guys, develops our kids, um in our my freshman coach or JV two coach uh, Rolando Sanchez has um, been with me for um, a few years now too. And he just, he was an assistant and now he's taken the head job in the JV two level and doing a nice job with his nice job with those kids. And, um, the kids really like him and it, that's an important part of it. You got to yes. have those guys who 100%. you trust and can bounce ideas off of. And, uh, you know, I let my staff coach and I, I listen to them and I, um, you know, I, I like to think we're very collaborative and I'm I try to as a coach um not have such a big ego where I think I'm always right and sometimes they'll tell me at halftime of a game hey we're doing this we need to do this and it might be yeah well I I thought we were doing this and it was going to work and it's not so we got to do that yeah you know having that staff that can be honest with you but that you completely trust to do the right thing is um essential
3: hey really quickly because we have to get to a break what about these seniors can they come to you and say hey look I coach i I, I think we need to try this, or what about looking at this kid, stuff like that? Are they comfortable with that? I,
1: I think so. Um, you know, I, I trust these guys. Um, sometimes we just let them sort stuff out on their own, I think these guys are pretty good at that. Um, and that's important that you can trust them. I mean, I trust these guys out in the court where um, sometimes they make decisions on how to handle something or how to, to make a little switch defensively when they need to. And, yeah. um, you know, I think – it's big as a coach when you can trust your kids to, to figure stuff out and you don't have to dictate every little thing to them. And
3: love uh, love uh, sophomores that become juniors and then juniors become seniors because yes. you yeah. can really trust them. He is uh, Josh Scatrit. He is uh, the head of basketball coach at Elkhorn. And uh, his wife works at Brookfield East. I, I'm telling <laughs> you, she should be at practice for now. I'm just kidding. Coach Rux listens to this stuff all the time. He's Devin Davey and Nick Brown. A couple of seniors from this really good Elkhorn team we're going to talk a little bit about this sectional it almost regional sectional looks like a it's like a just a conference tournament mm-hmm. right
1: yes every year it's the uh, last few years that's kind of what it's been you get a little tired of that it'd be nice to play some different Yeah teams, i mean but... it's you just We we have no influence over that, so we play Uh, who's on the schedule. Yeah, and and that's from the guy who's leading the conference right there. That's how how that
3: goes. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by our local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, the fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show, presented as always by your local Pick and Save Stores, on Sports Radio 105.7 FM The Fan. So, looking at the rankings on Wisports.net. and I, Coach, I know you said, "Hey, look, I don't, I don't care about him. I don't look at him. I don't really care." Um, if you were to look at him, if I were to tell you that right now you're not in the top ten, is that? can you can you get your kids to play with a chip on their shoulder because of that? Do you need to do that? Do you, you know, these kids have 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 been there before, so they understand it. but but I you know, there's a little bit of disrespect there.
1: Maybe. Um, I try to just not worry about stuff like that. We I keep mentioning it. we have we trust our system. we trust our process. We value being competitive as one of our core values and competing just as kind of a non-negotiable. Um, you know, once in a while, yeah, you can use some stuff like that to to get a little extra edge. But ultimately, if if that's what you're using, then that can go. For. It's it's not it's only going to work so much. So, you know, I, rankings, all that type of stuff. It's I guess it's nice they do that stuff, but we're just focused on um do, day in and day out getting better and doing things the way we need
3: to do them because you know these kids they, they by the time they get to the locker room after a game they they know where they are in all this sometimes yeah you know i mean it's so different um nick do you guys look at any of this stuff yeah no i don't i don't pay a whole lot of attention i mean it's for me it's like
4: it's just focusing on the end result you know yeah what what happens in between doesn't really matter it's what happens at the end. Yeah, you know? how about you?
5: Yeah, those are the type of things you just really can't control, you know. I mean, it's not, not anything you can do. You can just focus on like, just getting better and playing hard and working on yeah. worrying about yourself.
3: Mm-hmm. Man, come on. This is this cannot be this. This can't be this good. Where are the other kids of Melcorn? The kids more like me when I was that age. They got to be out there yeah, someplace. Got them trained well. Got there got there trained you well. go. Those two that you locked in the car that you wouldn't let out, <laughs> that's, that's where the issue is. Hey, this sectional... Um, that and regional. The sectional one that you are in uh, was Social Central um, sectional. It's Burlington, Delavan, Darien, Elkhorn, um, Fort Atkinson, Jefferson, Milton, Union Grove, Waterford, Waukesha West, with Social Central, and Wilmot. Um, do, do you look ahead? Do you look at any of that before the
1: seating meeting? Do you do your research the, the week before, the night before? I think we always keep an eye on things. You know, one thing that we also pride ourselves on is we feel as a program are always prepared and part of that is kind of looking ahead early and often and seeing teams that we need to see and getting to games and keeping an eye on them so um, we don't look ahead in terms of our focus on a day-to-day basis but you know as a coach I look into the big picture I don't want us to get into a, a game in a playoff where I haven't seen a team or aren't familiar with them so you know we've been watching and we've seen Waukesha West already and um, we played a bunch of the other schools so you know we know we got some good teams in our regional and sectional and we'll be we'll be ready for them you
3: know we always talked about we, we're not going to look ahead but we're going to work ahead mm-hmm. right yeah, absolutely you, you
1: work ahead and, absolutely
3: um, I, looking at your schedule and I can't find it right now but I one thing that concerned me a little bit um, is there, there, there's there's a couple of teams that are going to give you a, a little bit of a problem it would been nice to have maybe a, a really strong, Finn, a couple of tough tough games to get you ready for the playoffs any concern with that no
1: I mean I think um we got a, a pretty tough one coming up this next Friday at Burlington which is a big conference game and they're a team um, you know I mentioned Steve is a really good coach and yep. his kids always play hard and are disciplined um, but they uh they're playing really really well right now they one of their better players was um, out for until Christmas uh Dylan Runkle who's a Guy going to play Division One football and he's just he's a load inside and um, the first time we played him he was coming back from his broken foot and he's just getting better and better and better so you know a game like that um, and we had a couple big games these last couple weeks with the West Ocean Waterford games we'll be ready I mean it's our schedules our schedule and um, you know we every day prepare the same whether we're playing the first place team or the last place team
3: are you playing at Burlington
1: yes. Yep. So they don't do this,
3: I don't think anymore. I, I'm not sure. I, but I went to a game, um we used to do high school basketball games on my twenty-four and I would mm-hmm. I was a color analyst, so I went to watch Berlin play. And I went to a lot of games then and I was getting sick and tired of the pregame music, you know, the warm up music. Oh, like yeah. I'm an old guy. We're here at KISS, <laughs> but I'm an old guy. And um all of a sudden I looked in, you know, um in the end zone and there was they're setting up at, like some band members. I thought, Oh, this is good. Yeah. And they and there was a, a girl, and she was kind of a smaller girl, and she looked really uncomfortable and she was kind of walking around real fast and wasn't really talking to anybody. And I thought, huh, wait, she must be setting up uh, the, the music or something. Well, this band started, they called them orange, the Orange Crush. Yes, yes, yep. That's what this little girl who wasn't talking to anybody, she grabbed the microphone. I thought, huh. And it, they played the song twenty five or six to four from Chicago, and this girl started singing and I went, You have got to be kidding me. And I waited for them to get done, and she got done, put the mic down, and walked over to to where she was sitting with her parents. And I'm like, I'm going to look like a creepy old man, but I need to find out who this is. And I asked her to come on my show. And she was like, can I go on Kiss? I go, no. You can go on the sports station. And it was... She says, "Well, you have to talk to my parents and then talk to the guy who runs this Orange Crush." And I talked to him. He goes, "Yeah, that'd be outstanding." I don't know if they still do that, but I'll tell you what, it was a cool place and a good atmosphere to watch yeah. a basketball game.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's always a fun place to play, and they're always good, and they're always uh, they're always ready. So we're looking, you know, not that we're we got a game Tuesday to take care of, but that'll be a fun one next Friday and a good test for who us. Who do you and play Tuesday? We play at Racine Park. We actually okay. um, just scheduled them. Um I, have a, I got some tape on them I got that's what I'll be doing tomorrow. Um, we had a game canceled and the team did not want to reschedule so we ended up they needed a game we needed a game so who, who canceled it portage, portage okay badger north. So. Uh, it was a it was a Saturday where we had a snowstorm so we would, driving 2 hours in a snowstorm wasn't something that no. um, was ideal.
3: <laughs> no, not for anybody. Yeah. Hey, we're going to get to a break other side of the break. Favorite memories. Did you think you know what these guys are going to say? And I don't want I don't you don't have to tell me
1: oh I don't know we'll see. see I'm sure they I'm hopefully I'm hoping they have more than just one memory I'm hoping they oh they have, they have a lot of them so
3: and, and I can tell you how this started guys we we had some baseball players in and uh, I thought well let me ask him this and then one kid said hey we you know I had a a bunt and we won a game because of it next kid said I was uh, I was catching and, and Dakota over there was pitching and Kid hit a fastball so far out of the park that it rolled to the Walmart parking lot. I go, that's your favorite memory? He goes, never seen a ball hit that far. <laughs> it was hysterical. And so there's a lot of answers like that. And if it's all straight basketball, no problem with that. But we're going to find out. These two seniors from Elkhorn, and these are really nice young men. This, uh, Their family's going to be, they, they should be really proud of these kids. And that community should be about and make sure that they support them as they finish their high school career is Devin Davey and Nick Brown. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM The Fan. So the answer is no, Nick? Yeah, the not, not an, today. Not today. <laughs> Sounds good. That's the only shot. All right. You you can let the other people know what we're talking all about right, if you want. Right. I'm not going to go there. But <laughs> Nick Brown said no. I asked him, but he said no. Sure. Uh, Devin, David, let me start with you. you got a lot of basketball to be played yet
5: That's right, in yeah. your
3: senior year, a lot. But your favorite memory so far of being part of this Elkhorn basketball team, what is it? I think it's definitely um, our
5: state run that we made last year and playing in front of the entire crowd. You know, all those big games, it's just nothing, not, not, there's no feeling that's like that when you're in the locker room before those games and you're coming out. And then I also think, like, all the players that have gotten to guard um, in the past year, you know, we played Tyler Hero my sophomore year, we played Jalen Johnson and <laughs> Jaden Zachary, we've been playing all those guys, and, and Tyrese Hunter this year. So, I mean, all those Ooh. great players that have gotten to guard. Which
3: one gave you the most trouble?
5: Probably Jalen Johnson because he's a
3: foot taller than me. Yeah. So. Other than that, yeah. When Mark Mitchell or Mark Mitchell, when Mark Miller starts talking, well, he's six nine. He handles the ball and he shoots well and he jumps yeah. well and he defends. Other than that, this is no big deal. <laughs> right. um, yeah, he's awfully talented, and and I like that that you just talked about being in the locker room um, and getting ready and playing in front of you know all, the entire community of Elkhorn, Coach. He. he You know, he didn't say, hey, I hit a game winner. Mm -hmm. He talked about that part. And I, I, again, that's why I keep asking this question because I just, I I find it fascinating, the answers. I like the kids that say, look, I hit a game winner and and that's what I remember. And then stories like this where he says, look, I I guarded some of the best players. I guarded a guy, you know, he's making 12 million bucks a year right now playing (laughs) Miami Heat, you know. (laughs) Nick Brown, your favorite memory? Yeah, no, I would definitely
4: have to agree. I mean, last year was, it was magical, like we've said. I mean, It was really cool to be able to go up against like all the great teams that we played, um, and being able to knock off like all these teams that were ranked or put ahead of against or before us and stuff, and um, being able to go out there and just play against all these great players was really really cool.
3: Hey, do you guys see a difference now with the teams you're playing against? Because and and your coach and I had this conversation before your season started about now you're the now people are hunting you. You know what? You're no longer the hunt. You're not hunting these teams because now everybody knows who you are. They all sat throughout the entire state and watched you guys on TV. Whether they were tuning in to see you guys play or tuning in because they kept hearing about this A team, they tuned in to watch you guys play. And do you feel any different when you're going to schools? Are they giving you more kids coming out, more kids yelling stuff at you? I mean, do you feel different, Nick?
4: I mean, yeah, I think – What's cool about it is it creates a it's it creates a more intense atmosphere and it's really cool to play in. I mean, going to play games that maybe last year weren't as big are now much bigger game, right? Um, and having that target on our back, I mean, obviously kids come out and they're ready to go and they're riled up and that gets us going. And I think
3: that's when we play our best basketball. Yeah, any kids in the Southern Lakes talk a little bit because oh, yeah. do that. Oh, <laughs> you boys don't though. No, you know, because you don't want Don and you don't want. Uh, I mean, anybody yelling at you, for and Kim would be all over you. You don't want that, Nick. Don't be having Kim yell at you. Oh, no. Yeah, and you don't want your younger sister to be upset with you. Right. I saw you talking a little bit against <laughs> St. Catherine's, just a little bit because, hey, Hunter's as good as they get, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Therese Hunter, you've guarded yeah. him. You guarded him again this year.
5: Yeah, we put him this year uh, early in the year, and yeah, he's
3: a he's a load. Yeah, yeah he's a he is. Good player. He uh, he he sat right where you're sitting now. Uh, last year we had him in the studio, and he was one of those kids that was really quiet until about quarter to twelve. And he's like, "No, I'm ready to go, I said, man. We got no more, no time left at all." So, coach, if, if somebody asks you, and I should have gotten this uh, earlier, what kind of coach you are? Are you a man-to-man guy, or are you a get the
1: ball up the floor, get the best shot? What what uh, what's your philosophy? Um, i I'd, I'd like to think that. Our identity is not secret. Uh, defensively, we're a man team. I, we're a pack line man. It's what we do. looks okay. like I'd well, like
3: to play a little zone sometimes. No, 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 no. Those guys,
1: know we, oh. <laughs> we, flirt, we flirted with a little zone earlier this year and played it for about two possessions, and I felt dirty. So, um, <laughs> was... And, and it's, not, it's not to say that zone zone teams are bad. I know there's a lot of teams that play good zone, yep. but I just think part of our identity is we're going to match up and we're going to guard you, and you're not going to get easy baskets against us. Um we do a little bit of pressing and that's um, we've started pressing a little bit more. And I kind of did it cause I, these guys kind of said, we, you know, we want to get the tempo up a little bit. Um, so I think defensively, I think that's part of our identity is we're a program where we defend and we're going to grind out grind you out. And we're not going to give you easy baskets in the half court. Um, and then offensively we're a five man motion team where we have five guys and we move the basketball and, um, you know, we got guys who can shoot and spread the floor. We still play through the post, and I know a lot of schools don't do that anymore. But I think one of the things we like to do is we still use a guy like Nick and uh, some other guys inside as well.
3: Yeah, Nick, uh, he doesn't mind playing with his back to the basket, but he, he doesn't mind facing the basket mm-hmm. either. So, and you got a guy like Devin that can run all day. <laughs> so, so you might as well tired. press right. Yeah, those soccer track guys. <laughs> they, normally they can't shoot a lick. He can't. Normally they can't, but boy, can
1: they defend! Yeah.
3: You put him on the team's best player the other
1: Every day? Every game. Every yep. game. Every game. Actually, it's kind of funny that uh, he mentioned Tyler Hero. We played them uh, two years ago when Hero was a senior. and um, Did you play him here? Did we played play him at Whitnall, um, and we we guarded a man, and um, that's actually kind of the game where um, we start not during so much during that game, but near the end of it we switched Devin on to Hero, and, that's, and he started – um, slowing him down a little bit, uh, we we slowed him down to the tune of 41 points. Yeah. So, um... Well, hey Devin, Devin, if that... I guarded him, he'd have that
3: in the first half. So feel good about that. That kid was he he was oh, ridiculous. Yeah. I didn't, um, I didn't understand how good he was going to be in in college. Tom Diener was sitting where you're sitting and during a break one time. Um, I said, "Is he Kentucky good?" And he goes, "Is he Kentucky good?" I go, "Yeah." He goes. He's a lottery pick good. I go, come on. He said, yeah, are you kidding? And I go, No, he goes, I don't know if it's year one or year two. He's that's and I said, Coach, I think you're losing your mind. He goes, He he's lottery pick good. Yeah, he's incredible. Yeah, he's a talented, he's,
1: talented player. Yeah, but.
3: he he just difficult. Um so six nine Nicolay against and then Hunter at St Catharines is six foot quick hit. Yeah. What um I obviously you said the size if he's gonna be a a foot taller than, than I am. You, you like that challenge
5: yeah absolutely yeah. physically
3: you're okay yeah he's a strong kid right oh, yeah. could, could he have guarded you in college no
1: way how about high school <laughs> <laughs> what about high school I, I took him inside I think yeah
3: so. how good was your high school by the way did um, you
1: guys compete we were good we uh we had uh, I think three conference championships in my four years we played and we made a sectional so um yeah we it was a good program I played for a good coach and uh Mike Howard who doesn't coach anymore he's a principal in Jefferson but um, it was a good program, a good coach, and uh, had a great experience.
3: I think Jefferson's in your section, Yeah, they, they? are, yep. Yeah. yeah. Are. You get a chance to play him, he'll, right? His, he'll be out there yelling at you a little well, bit. Well, he's a principal in Jefferson. You know, he'll so, yeah, he'll be there. He'll yeah, he'll be around. Trust me. Sure. Sure, I've gotten so. yelled at by a lot of principals. <laughs> you know, trust me. They will certainly be there. Um, You feel good about this group, Coach, huh? Yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah, I, really I, I will be certainly watching to see exactly – where this thing goes um you play then in the winner of yours will play bear, the winner of the bear who horeb um have you looked at that group at all absolutely who's, i've uh who's the team to beat up there i think, think i
1: think there's a few teams we've played monroe and we lost at monroe and they're they're a really good team um you know it was a tight game that uh they ended up pulling away a little at the end but they're good um, we know that uh, Stoughton is also really good. Uh, DeForest is good, and uh, Reedsburg is really good. So I know th- I think those four teams are the favorites over there. And I think uh, on any given night, any of those four teams could win. So Boy, um, I th- I I was asked this last year. I think Division Two last
3: year was incredible. Loaded, mm-hmm. yeah. loaded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our guys wanted. They kept saying we'd like to play Nicollet coach because you know what? And Martin Luther, we were really good last yeah. year. I don't know how. Size-wise, you know, we beat Washington. Mm-hmm. We beat them, and they had all that size, but yeah. they weren't, I don't think, as athletic in, in about six different spots. Yeah. So, hey, thank you so much. Oh, guys, I really That's appreciate you guys coming in, and, and hopefully you guys got comfortable early, and I appreciate that a lot. And hopefully uh, that you guys had a good time coming in here. And um, Jeff will have this posted up on on the website sometime in the next couple of hours if he can and if you want to go back and listen to it, if you've got family members throughout the country or, you know, <laughs> yeah. stuff like that, send it to that coach. Send it to your brother, Brown, because oh, yeah. you said I'm going to beat him in track. I think you said that. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That that That's awesome. Uh, good luck the rest of the way. Coach, I uh, – I think this is going to be—it's uh, going to be a fun run. There's only a couple of weeks left. Did it? Has it gone quick for you, by the way? It always does. It's a long season, but it always goes by really fast. Yeah. It, it well, I think after January first, that the first month and a half was really hard for me. Do you like first practices? Love. I hated him. Really. Oh, I hate I hated him. I love getting out yeah. there. <laughs> no, I like that part of it. But now you got new kids yes. and you got, you know, some kids that, you know, think they're better. Yeah, whatever. You got to make some mm-hmm. cuts. All that. Do you have to
1: cut We don't there? cut. No, we don't cut elk Elkhorn. so. You don't. No, we have a uh, we have almost 60 kids out for basketball on all three levels, so we got a
3: How many kids on the, on varsity?
1: We have at practice 17 or 18 there most nights. Wow. So,
3: you don't cut. Nope. nope. That's got to be hard the kids that are 16, 17, 18 looking well, to get some time? As, or? as
1: I've said, uh, nobody feels sorry for me that I have too many kids that want to play basketball. And, no, um, no, they you don't. You we're, we're up front with how it goes that we will do our best to give you a great experience, but uh, and our kids, we have we have good dudes. Even the dudes who don't play a lot, they, uh, they have a great attitude and work hard.
3: Hey, last year at Martin Luther, we had two kids that got cut as juniors, and then they came out as seniors and had that conversation. Hey, look, I... And they say, Coach, we we will go as hard
1: as we possibly can every practice. We just yeah. won't be part of this thing. And yeah, that's uh, and that's something we we value because we if if a kid wants to come out and be part of it and work hard, we'll find a role for them no matter what it is.
3: Man, that's awesome,
1: Coach. Thank you. Yeah, thanks it's, for having me. It's us. really good. Yeah, I, I, a
3: chance to talk to you, and I and I and I watched you from afar, and I heard great things about you. And now I understand why. So thank you very much, Devin. Thanks. Yep, thank well you. done. Nick, you're chicken, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding, Nick Brown. I'm just kidding. Hey, we'll be in contact next week, and we'll meet at probably that pick-and-save at McGuanagall. All right. Good, That's I'm okay good. with you guys. I've got these plaques again from our friends at Ideal Logos and Awards. Good luck the rest of the way, boys. Thank you. You've been listening to the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by our local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.